The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Build Your Tribe with your host, Shalene Johnson. We love Facebook Live so much. Hi, guys. Shalene Johnson here with MIA superstar Bob Heilig, also a podcaster that you need to listen to, especially if you're building a business and especially if you're in network marketing. But really, honestly, his information, his teaching style, his coaching style is applicable to anybody in any business. And that's why I had to have Bob on today. It's why I wanted to bring him live to you for the Build Your Tribe audience, for the Shalene Show, and specifically to our friends here in the Marketing Impact Academy, live in our private Facebook group. A couple of you guys jumping on. We'll see your comments here soon. Bob is someone who I think is really important for many of you to hear from for many reasons. In less than six months' time, Bob went from being self-professed failure in network marketing to someone who was able to build a six-figure business in less than six months. And he understood by kind of studying and learning what he was doing wrong and what he needed to do differently and has since that time helped train thousands and thousands of other people who are not just in network marketing organizations, but in business themselves. And today I've asked Bob to be here with us to kind of share his insight because I believe in it. And I'm a fan of his podcast. I want you to listen to it as well. It's called Your Virtual Upline. Bob Heilig, how are you? Hey, Shalene. I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me. It is my honor. I want to make sure before we go too far that we've got decent audio for people on Facebook. So, Bob, can you sing a song? Yeah, I don't know if you want me to sing, but I will test. How about, do you know any rap? Uh, I do. What's, um, I was prepared for almost everything except for singing a rap song. Thinking of a master plan. Because ain't nothing but sweat inside my hand. So I dig into my pocket all my money spent. So I could take some dead president. Oh my god! Go. See, she didn't know. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know. Now that's I the know. first time I've ever rapped on live video. So I've it took just you been to school. get me to rap. This on is live fantastic. Video. You know, like I got a phone call, Bob, recently from a New York Times bestselling author, someone who's in the middle of a multi-million-dollar launch, very well-known social media marketer, lifestyle expert, and he called me and said, "Hey, what are your thoughts on network marketing? It just seems like." the people who I know who are killing it are a lot like us. You know, they're, they're leaders. They lead with their heart. They don't sell. I never see them like pushing product. And the more I brought in my circle of influence, the more people I meet who are like, oh yeah, you know, I am in a network marketing organization. What are your thoughts on it? So I think there has been a time in the past where there has been some negative stigma associated with network marketing. And today I want to talk about all of those things. Like, sure. is it the right thing to do? Can you do it and brand yourself? So today it is my honor to have Bob Heilig here, who is also a fellow podcaster. You can check out his podcast by going to Your Virtual Upline. And we're going to talk about that concept. Like, is network marketing for you? Can you brand yourself in network marketing? What do you do if you've been in network marketing for a long time and it's, it's just not feeding your soul? We're, we're going to talk about all of that and more. Bob, it's a pleasure to have you here today. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks so much for the opportunity. 
Well, can we start with like, just because it's kind of fun for people to hear about some of our, you know, like where you were, because it hasn't always been a breeze for you. No. So how did you get into network marketing? It's funny. I, you know, I was introduced to network marketing by a random person that walked up to me in the mall one day. Strange as that was. Total cold market. Just came up to me, struck up conversation. I was like fresh out of college, graduate. Asked me to come to an opportunity meeting. I showed up. I'd never heard of network marketing before. Didn't you think that was sketchy? Like, how did you? How did you? He was dressed in like a suit, so I felt (laughs) like it was a little less sketchy, but still really weird. But I, I mean, I guess I was just totally open, and I came out to a meeting, and I signed up literally right on the spot. Uh, I didn't have five hundred dollars, but. It's funny, I'd literally just, I'm going to date myself here a little bit about how old I am. Okay. I had just bought a gateway laptop, right? They don't even exist anymore. Yep. And I had a credit line and I had $500 left on the credit line and I had a check for it that I literally, that's how I signed into my first network marketing business. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So and how did that go? Fun. It went horrible. Um, <laughs> I was... <laughs> I was a little naive. I mean, I was like, this is the best thing in the world. Who wouldn't be interested in this? And um, I found out really quickly a lot of people wouldn't because the first phone call that I made was to a good friend of mine that basically told me I was crazy. Mm. I am far from an overnight success. I didn't recruit a single person my first year. I like to affectionately say that I sucked at network marketing. I've heard, Shalene, you've said it, and I am a self, I was a self-proclaimed accidental entrepreneur. I was the first person to say, I'm an entrepreneur and I own a business, but I really had no clue what that actually meant. And that was kind of the reason why I wasn't having success. So you didn't recruit anyone your first year. So were you focused on selling product? Did you sell product? No, I was in a service-based company, which is even worse. So I literally went to every meeting and training. I got on the calls. I thought that I was doing the right things. Now, in hindsight, it's easy for me to see why I wasn't successful. But I mean, I was really frustrated in that first year. And I look back and I think, you know, why didn't I quit? And I think for me, it was that the other option wasn't an option because I knew that working for someone else was not going to provide the lifestyle that I wanted. Mm -hmm. And I also knew that, you know, I come from a family, middle class family, and uh, I don't have business owners really in my family, and I didn't have a lot of money. So I knew like traditional business for me was was not something that was really in the picture at that point. Sure. And that's why I love network marketing, because it allowed me to get into business for myself for very little investment. But it wasn't, you know, it was a struggle in the beginning. So if I can uh, just tap into, I hate to call it the failure. So let's call it the experiment, your experimental year. I've always assumed, I believe, that if you show someone the steps and they follow the steps, if, like you said, I went to the trainings, I went to the meetings, I got on the calls, in my mind, that should be someone who should have success. So what weren't you doing? Well, so I was, I was what I call an accidental entrepreneur. And I've heard you use that term before. I was treating my business like a lottery ticket. I thought success was about getting lucky. And I'll tell you, the shift for me, Shalene, happened where I spent my entire first year looking for the one person that was going to turn my business around. And I can remember so many times saying, man, I wish I was as lucky as, you know, other people would come in and they would have success right away. And I just always remember saying, man, I wish I could be that lucky. And the shift for me happened At some point after that first year, I stopped looking for the right person and I started working on becoming 
the right person. Mm. I started to realize that success was not about getting lucky because I was pursuing success. But I didn't realize that success is something you actually attract to yourself by becoming the kind of person that you actually want to recruit. So I focused on building my skills and I focused on trying to add more value. Like what I started to realize was that if I put value out into the world and if I became better, that my business would grow along with me. And that was what changed it for me. So did you quit after a year or is that when you started to find success? Well, I quit like every other week, if I'm <laughs> honest, but I just, I just kept coming back. Um, right. But so I never stopped because I always, you know, I just, I love the idea of what was happening. But eventually I started to kind of get it, right? I started to focus on some different things and I started to create some success, but it was not like all of a sudden things took off for me. You know, it still took me a number of years to be able to really get the business to the point that I wanted it to be. And then I actually wound up, you know, kind of an interesting story. That first company that I was with, I actually wound up, I say quitting, but I didn't really quit because I didn't have anything happening. I just kind of stopped showing up. And Mm -hmm. that was after like four years of me making some money, but it really wasn't the type of money that I thought I was going to make. And I was out of network marketing completely for almost five years. Mm -hmm. And then I was drugged back into it after having a career in medical sales. Okay, And it was in that second kind of try at network marketing that was when I was able to really create the success that I had always wanted in the beginning when I first tried. So you signed up with a new company. Yeah, I was did the sign difference up with a new the company, the person you were, who's your upline, or was the difference in how you approached it? I think the company is always a factor, but what I've come to realize is it was me. Mm. I wasn't really, I wasn't taking responsibility for my own success. I was very quick to blame other people. It was my upline. It was my unsupportive family member. It was the company. It was the area. It was this. It was that. And I started to realize that I needed to take responsibility for my success. And what I tell people is, if you build the skill set that you need to be successful in this profession, you can go be successful anywhere. But people are very quick to think it's the company. So they go join another company, and then they have the same problems. And I like how I explain that is I say, wherever you go, there you are. Mm -hmm. And eventually you have to realize at some point you have to take responsibility. You have to roll up your sleeves and you got to work because it's not easy. It's hard work. You're also a student of Marketing Impact Academy. And I love to publicly say thank you because I believe a great deal of the value people receive when they're in a community like that is hearing from someone who's been there. And you take the time, I've read the longest replies that you give to people, encouraging and offering solutions and suggestions and possibilities. And you're busy. You've got your own very successful business and people to take care of. But I really appreciate that you do that for others because I've seen in many instances, you give someone hope and kind of a new perspective where they start to question what they're doing in network marketing. And I want to start there because I find with a lot of people who are, they know they want a business. They know that they, you know, want to work for themselves. They want that freedom. They want that lifestyle. They want to serve others. They want the possibility, but they also are like, but I don't want to sell. So this isn't for me. It must not be for me. See, I'm not into selling. And so that's why network marketing isn't for me. What do you say to those people? Well, I would say that somebody that says that they don't like selling or that they're not good at it, 
I mean, every single one of us sells, right? Whether we're selling ourselves to a potential spouse or a job interview or we're selling that we want our kids to eat their vegetables, everybody sells. It's just a matter of, I think for network marketing, it's a matter of timing. See, I always use the analogy of a clock. 12 o'clock is the point in someone's life where they are open to the idea of network marketing. They're dissatisfied about something in their life. They've come to the realization that there might be something more out there and they deserve a better life. And they're looking for a vehicle that can provide that for them. And when somebody's at 12 o'clock, if all of the things line up, right company, right person, right time, that's when they usually join. Mm-hmm. But what I always try to teach people is don't get discouraged if somebody says no to, to network marketing, because in my experience, almost every person has a 12 o'clock in their life. You just have to be around when it happens. But I think a lot of people have this, you know, they're uneducated, let's just say, when it comes to network marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, they think they know what it is, but the people that actually take the time to take a good, honest look. And if the timing is right for them, that's usually when the stars line up and you find that somebody will finally say, okay, let's give this a shot. I listened to uh, one of your episodes where you were talking about kind of the success that you've had as a network marketer and the approach that you, I'm not sure if this is what you teach, but it's what you did. You said, I always went to people and I went after people who I knew were successful. A-listers, you know, people who is like, they're like me, they're driven, they've had success, they understand business, they enjoy speaking, and they're passionate about things. I went after them, and because I wanted them to help me build a team. And I would approach it from the standpoint of, of how to speak to them so that it, it sounded interesting to them personally, and not approach it from the standpoint of, hey, do you want to also drink these shakes? And I love what you said about that. You said, because I knew, that if I was going after the right people, the worst case scenario is that they would say no to the opportunity and yes to the product and probably later circle back and say yes to the opportunity. Do you find that most newbies in network marketing start with product? They do. And I don't think there's anything wrong with starting with product because I think at the end of the day, it's whatever you feel more comfortable doing. Okay. The challenge is getting someone to actually approach someone else. So if leading with the product, if that's the way that you feel comfortable at least initiating that conversation, that's fine. But here's where a lot of people go wrong. Okay. When they sit down and they think about, so who do I want to talk to? They focus on all of the wrong types of people. Now, when I say the wrong types of people, I'm not saying that in like a derogatory sense, but they go to all the people that they know that they think need an opportunity. So for example, I went and I talked to like all of my friends that were like the ones that were like broke, living on their parents' couch, always complained about not having money. So I was like, well, I got it. We're going to get rich. And to my surprise, they weren't interested. But what I learned was that if you start talking to different people, better quality people, people that are already successful, I call them A players. A players. If you think of the people that you know right now, that you think, why would they want to do something like this? They're probably the exact people that you should be talking to. Right. Because prior to me getting involved that second time, I was in, I had a medical sales career and I earned a very nice six figure income and I had a great job. But what a lot of people didn't understand from the outside looking in is I was unfulfilled. 
I had no sense of purpose. I was frustrated and I didn't have a lot of time. I made good money, but I didn't have time. So if you can present the opportunity in the right way to a better quality person, then you'll see them respond in a different way. That was another one of the big lessons is I spent that first year focusing on talking to the wrong people. I used to literally, like this was my idea of recruiting. It's so pitiful. I used to go to the mall because that's where I was introduced to the business. In a suit. And I, it, I didn't wear a suit, but I used to walk around like to catch a predator stalking out retail salespeople like looking for reasons to go in and buy like a battery so I could talk to them about my business. Oh yeah, I know you. Like so pitiful, the stuff that I did. And then I finally, that second time around, I got it. I'm like, I need to start talking to better people because those are the types of people that are usually more open. Here's one thing, Chalene, that you will never hear a successful, like a really successful person will very rarely say the words that sounds too good to be true. Mm. They won't say that because in their experience, they don't make snap judgments. They make decisions based off of information. True. They're willing to take a look at something. It's all of my broke friends were the ones that said, oh, that stuff doesn't work. I felt like saying, no, you're the one that doesn't work, right? right? This is a business and it works if you work it, but you do have to learn at some point to talk to the people that you know that are a little bit higher quality. Now, still talk to everyone, but don't leave out those A players because they might be the ones that you're looking for. I so agree. I absolutely agree. I mean, your past performance is the best predictor of your future performance. And I think it's so true what you said that we often, it's like anything, you know, you, we preach to the person who we think needs to hear it, but if they're not ready to hear it, they won't hear it. And it's not until somebody is open and willing and ready and they're in a position to receive that they'll hear your message. And that isn't always in alignment with our timing. And I love what you said that, you know, you just have to be around when that happens. And that boils down to relationships. So what would you say, and I know you spend a lot of time talking to network marketers in all varieties of this industry. What is the number one thing that's changed in this industry in the last, say, five or 10 years? It's social media, without a doubt. When I first started building network marketing in the early 2000s, Facebook wasn't even really a thing. Right. I mean, we barely even text messaged people, right? So social media, it is the best thing and the worst thing that has ever happened to network marketing. Why the worst? Okay. Okay. Why the worst? Because most network marketers have no idea how to use it the right way. They are what I affectionately refer to as infomercials. And what they do is all they do all day long is post about how great their specific company's products and services are and opportunity. And I say that, and I know immediately everybody that's listening can automatically think of a half dozen people that they're connected with that are guilty of that. Yes. Right? So what I try to teach network marketers is to not be an infomercial. To understand that in order, see, here's what was interesting. When I stopped promoting my company so much and I started to learn how to promote myself on social media, the less I talked about my company, the more people I recruited online. Here's one of the things that, Shaleen, that I've learned about marketing. Because when we talk about social media, this is marketing ourselves. And network marketing, I, you know, I heard it said like this once and I was like, man, this is so good. Network marketing is an industry of marketing and promotion 
that is pursued by people that have no idea how to market or promote. And here's one of the core principles of marketing, which is you have to learn how to create curiosity instead of raising resistance. Ooh, somebody tweet that. Say that again, Bob, slowly. You must learn how to create curiosity instead of raising resistance. See, when all you do is post all the time about your company, you are raising resistance in prospects. I teach people to think of their Facebook profile like it is their own personal TV channel. And you are the program director of what goes on your channel. And if all you do is post about your company, that's an infomercial. And I know you, you are an infomercial person, and we're not saying anything bad about infomercials, but here's what I will tell you. You know someone's selling. Right. And if you turn on a TV show, a channel, and every time you turn it on, it's an infomercial 24-7, you're not going to watch that channel anymore. And sadly, that's what's happened to most network marketers is people, have they've tuned out of their channel. So you have to learn how to start to create content that is interesting to people. And if you want to promote your company, you can do it in a way that is not too overly promotional or salesy, and it creates curiosity. See, you want people reaching out to you and saying, what company are you in? What product was that that you're talking about? When you do little things like that, I'm telling you, my students and my clients, they do make these little tweaks in the way that they use Facebook, and they immediately start to see better results. Well, let's talk about that for a second, because we discuss this. I talk about it on Build Your Tribe. I talk about it on my Facebook page, Inside Marketing Impact Academy, that it's really easy for me to get tons of engagement when I do fitness stuff. And if I start talking about business and personal development, my engagement, my likes, my interest goes down, but the quality of the person who's still paying attention goes up. Now, that number might be a fraction of what it is if I'm doing something fitness related, but it's still very much somebody who is kind of initially attracted to me because of fitness, but they're there now because I'm talking about business. And I think what scares most people about creating content that creates curiosity is they want big numbers and they don't know if what it is they have to offer is that interesting or that people are that curious about it. How do you balance, you know, finding A players and just getting more likes and more popular and kind of doing what gets you more eyeballs, but not necessarily the right eyeballs? Yeah. And that's a really good point. And I listen, I'm a good example of somebody that was afraid to put themselves out there. Now, I always say this, and I know people are like, I don't believe that. But I literally created my first ever video that I did in my life on social media was July of last year. Don't so it hasn't even. even been a year, my first video ever. I had friends of mine that for a year were badgering me to do videos. I have a very good friend of mine, two good friends of mine, John and Nadia. And Nadia is in the Marketing Impact Academy. What's up, Nadia? She cornered me at a meeting one time. True story. Cornered me at a meeting, forced me to do a video, and then sent it to me and was like, you better post that. And I couldn't bring the courage up to post it. I had this weird thing about what are people going to think of me? right? What do I have to offer? Like, this is the self-talk that all of us have to deal with. But 
when I went through some things last year, a series of events that kind of put my back up against the wall and I had to do it, when I finally did it, and Periscope was how I jumped into doing videos. But I can remember in the beginning thinking that, you know, it was very difficult for me. And to get back to your original question, most of the people that are in network marketing, they don't have a business page. They just have their personal profile. And they've got a thousand or so people, family, friends that they're connected with. One of the things that I try to get into people's heads is this. You do not have to be super successful and you do not have to already be an expert to be a good teacher. Because if you think about it, most of the Hall of Fame coaches in all of the major sports were not superstar players. True. See, teaching is a much different skill set. And what people don't give themselves credit for, especially network marketers, network marketers know more about being in business and entrepreneurship and tax advantages and mindset and attitude and determination and selling and all of these things because they get that as being a part of just being in their company. They know more than that about that stuff than 99% of other people in the world because the average person has no clue when it comes to that type of stuff. Very true. And so people say, okay, but where do I get ideas? (laughs) Well, all you have to do is go in your desk, open up the drawer, take out all the notebooks that you've accumulated over years that you've done nothing with. You just took the note, went home from the training and shoved them in the desk, take the notebooks out and realize that the information in those notebooks is literally uncashed checks for you. If all you do is you practice something called invest, learn, teach, ILT. I love it. You invest time and money into learning And then you take the final step that almost nobody takes, which is you teach. Everything you learn, you teach other people. Here's how my video sounded in the beginning. Hey, guys, I just watched this video by Shalene Johnson, and I got this amazing takeaway that I wanted to share with you. And I started just literally, I would tell people, it's not my information, but here's what's so funny. If they learn, they don't care. Because you've given them value. And if you do that consistently over time, they will look at you as an authority. Yeah, And that's the way that I'm telling you, the fastest way to massive success in any industry is to out-teach the competition. Woo! Isn't that the truth? Out-teach the competition. Those are words I live by. I didn't even know I lived by them, but I live by those words. And I agree, like taking it all the way back to being a fitness instructor. I wasn't the leanest. I wasn't the tallest. I wasn't the most talented at choreography. But I worked really, really hard at being a better teacher. All the different ways that people learn and using directional cues and visual cues and verbal cues. And I've just transitioned that into being a better teacher when it comes to teaching people online business. And I think what you said, people have to hold on to that. Network marketing, business in general, isn't about selling. It's about teaching. And if you're teaching people, it's really easy for someone to say, now I understand. And now I realize I need this or I want to work with you. Bob, you had tremendous success in a very short period of time with the second network marketing organization that you joined. There was like a five-year break in between. So in that second attempt, that second go-around when you had great success, how much of a part of your success did social media play in that? It was a huge part. 
I was able to, in that company, personally recruit almost 300 people. And I will tell you that a large portion, not all, but a large portion of those people were because of social media. Now, some of it was people would reach out to me and say, hey, I saw a video of yours, or here's what was interesting that would happen. And it was like, this was always right in front of me, and I never realized it. I would have people that would video me giving a presentation at a hotel. They would take my video and put it on YouTube and use it as a marketing tool for themselves. But I would still have people that would reach out to me and say, hey, I found you. I saw a video. I was researching the company. But this is really, Shalene, this is where if you're a network marketer, you don't have a plan to market yourself using social media. You are missing out on such an opportunity. Here's the analogy I use. When you prospect and recruit somebody, you have to. We all know the first time you you approach someone, most people say no. But that used to frustrate me until I realized that no was the beginning of me recruiting someone. No meant that hey, not the right time. You haven't given me enough information. You haven't shown me enough value. So what I want every network marketer to think about is this analogy: you prospect someone, they tell you no. You start to put into place a plan for marketing where you're creating video content and you're generic in nature, you're delivering value, you're teaching. Here's what this analogy is. When you prospected that person and they said, no, you planted the seed, every time you do a video, you're watering the seeds. Every piece of content that you put out there, people are paying attention to you whether you realize it or not. So whether it's them reaching back out to you or what I found in my own experience, when I would reach back out to people, they would say things like this to me. Hey, I've been watching your videos. You've been doing a great job. And, you know, like stuff like that. I had no, you know, no idea that this type of stuff was happening. So that's why to me it's so important that you have to have in place that plan to market yourself. You have to use social media the right way because, listen, we all would love to have a scenario where we don't have to prospect and recruit for the rest of our life. Right. How about creating a scenario where you have people coming to you every single day because you've done such a good job at marketing yourself, and now you're building your network marketing company, you're working smarter, you're not working harder, you're attracting a better quality person to yourself. And that's what I learned in that second go-around was that the way that I positioned myself online made my job so much easier. Okay, so to recap that, it is, as you say, and it's one of the tips I've heard you share, you've got to produce content, video content. Coming from a guy who a year ago wouldn't go on video, even on a dare. You, but yeah. you've got to produce, if you want to be successful in network marketing, you've got to produce video content regularly. Well, I would say this. You can be successful in network marketing and never do a video. For sure, because okay. there, there's a ton of people that have done that. But if you want to create a scenario in your business where you can leverage online and social media, you have to do videos. You will not build a brand online. You will not be able to attract people to you through social media unless you are creating videos. Video is the way to go because this is what it does. And you know this, you talk about this all the time, Shaleen. There's no quicker way to build know, like, and trust with people. Mm -hmm. And when somebody sees a video of yours, they get to know you. And when they know you, they like you. And when they like you, they trust you. And then that's when they buy from you, whether it's being your customer 
or whether it's joining you in your business as a business partner. Can I tell you something that drives me bonkers is the people who hear this message, they understand it. They're like, okay, I, I got it. I'm going to make video. And I'm going to make video of me talking about my product or me. Like I see people who are network marketers who are doing my program. And that's the video that they're doing every day is a video of them doing a video, which I still don't know who you are. I still don't know what you have to offer. I don't still don't know about your values, your personality, your vulnerabilities, your special powers, how it is that you teach. I don't know anything about you other than the fact that you do this program or you drink this shake or you use these oils. That's not the kind of video content that we're talking about. But I think, Bob, tell me if you disagree. I think people go, okay, I don't know what to talk about. So I'm going to talk about the easiest thing that's not me. And they're afraid to step into their own knowledge and their own experience and be vulnerable. Yeah. How do we get people to understand? <laughs> how do you get people to do that? How do you get them to just say, you've got to go on camera and you got to be you and you got to talk about something other than your product? Some people, if you just shake them hard enough, sometimes they get it. But for the most part, that's not how it works. Here's the message that I try to teach people is that you have to understand people don't join companies. They join other people. And if you think about it like this, if I was someone and I wanted to start a network marketing business, there are thousands of different companies I could do that with. Now, let's say I wanted to join your company. There are thousands of people in your company that I could join. Right. So the question has always been, and you need to ask yourself this, why would someone join you? And here's the hard message that I deliver sometimes, and it hurts when you hear it, but the sooner you get this, the sooner you'll have the business that you want. If you're having trouble recruiting, that means that the prospects that you are approaching do not feel as though you have any unique value or skills to offer them. Ooh, now, hey, truth bomb. Now, here's the thing, though. Say Shaleen, it again, that slow. Say it again, that, say it again, say it again. That if you are struggling with recruiting, the prospects you are talking to feel as though you do not have any unique value or skills to offer them. Now, it doesn't mean you don't have them. Sometimes you don't, but it means you haven't marketed. You haven't demonstrated it to them yet. That's where marketing comes in, is you learn how to demonstrate your value to the world. When you teach people, you make yourself more attractive. And that's when people start joining you in your business. I'm going to recap your tips so far, and then we're going to finish with the last one. Number one, you have got to out-teach your competition. Love that. That's huge. Number two was we have to be consistent. You've got to put content out there daily. And number three was you've got to use, I mean, it, the shortcut is video. It's the quickest way to know, like, trust. And it's how you allow people to figure out what's special if I'm going to sign up with you. What's you know, it's even like Marketing Impact Academy and the things that I do. You know, there's a trillion other people who do exactly this. But if I can go on video and people can spend some time watching me, that's a lot different than just seeing a static, you know, picture that I've edited with Canva and put some words on it. You don't know who that person is. Video content is key to building relationships. And then, oh, I'm, actually, we have two tips. 
The next one that I want you to talk about is the importance of developing your personal brand, even if we're talking about the fact that you, like, I have products to sell. I have products. I'm not in network marketing, but I think this tip applies to anyone, whether you're in network marketing or you have your own products and service to offer. And that is the power of a personal brand. How does that benefits. And what does that mean? That goes right back to the last point, which is if you learn how to start promoting yourself and you do that through a personal brand. So the easiest and the fastest way to demonstrate your value to the world is through by building a personal brand. Mm -hmm. And what's important for people to understand, you have a personal brand, whether you realize it or not. Your personal brand is what people say about you when you're not around. So your decision is, Do I want to define that brand? Do I, you need to start telling people what's important to you. And so when you, when you start creating more generic content, that's not just like you're an infomercial for your company. Now people say, well, does that mean I can't ever promote my company? No, absolutely not. But you shift your focus to start to deliver value, to start to teach, to start to share things that people can relate to. And you said a word that is so important, Shaleen, vulnerability. Mm. In my experience, the people that build personal brands the fastest, the videos that get the best engagement is when somebody is willing to be vulnerable. When they're willing to let down the defenses, when they're not afraid to be who they are. Listen, what makes you weird? Like, cause listen, we're, we're not normal, right? No. We are entrepreneurs and we are weird right? Normal people would not put up with everything we have to put up with to build a business. True. We don't want to be normal, but we need to embrace that. But you need to know that you don't have to be anybody other than yourself and you can be as successful as you want. Every single person out there, they have greatness inside of them, right? Here's one of the things that I've learned is that sometimes we go through struggles and we get down on ourselves. But what I've learned is it's the struggle that makes the great leader, right? It's like there's no testimony without a test. Life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. So does that challenge you have to get through that, you know, that vulnerability that you're relating? I think the reason why people have a tough time coming forward with that is because they say, I don't know how this relates to anything. Like, I sell essential oils, or I'm an advocate, or I'm a Beachbody coach, and yeah, I went through a pretty sucky divorce last year and I lost myself and I was depressed, but I don't under, I don't know how this relates to anything. And I think people have a tough time matching their story with their message. No, that's a good point, but it goes back to that people buy into you before they buy into your opportunity. Yes. But I think there is a fine line though because you don't want to just get on there all the time and just talk about stuff that isn't at some point related to what you want to drive people to. So here's what I teach people to do. Take the experiences in your life and find the teachable lessons in them. Yes. See, you can take every experience, even like something that happens with your children could be an exercise in teaching patience to people, right? You, so you're, you're taking these experiences, you're sharing stories, which makes people relate to you, but you're always thinking, what can I teach someone else, right? And, and when you share more and more about yourself, And it's a mixture of everything. It's not just fun. It's not just 
oh, woe is me. It's not just, hey, go get them. It's everything. I agree. That's what builds the brand in whole for you. I would add to that, Bob, if you don't know the moral of the story, so if you know the struggle was real and that it was really hard to get through and you're on the other side, if you don't know how you did it, if you don't know how to say to someone, and here's how to avoid it, and if you're not in a position where you can say, and now I understand, and here's the moral of the story, then you're sharing too much. Then it's not a story that helps others. We help others when we can say, and the moral of the story is. And that's how fitness helped me to, and that's why it was so important for me to have this. And that's, so you have a moral to the story, but you have to have reached a point in your struggle, in my opinion, that you've processed through it, and you really are healed and you understand what a blessing it was, or it's not time to share that story, you, except with maybe your therapist. <laughs> exactly. You got to yeah. work through it or you're not serving others with your story. But I think no matter what challenge you've been through, if what you're doing today in some way, shape or form relates to you getting through that, then there's a story to be matched and a story to be had there. Bob, you also said that when you start going online and doing this consistently and building your own personal brand, which everyone needs to do regardless of whether you're in network marketing or you've got a you've got a, a brick and mortar business or you're selling your own products and services. Everyone needs to do this. We need to lead with who we are. But that you need to be ready for the magnet effect. And what does that mean? One of the things that kept me from doing a video for so long was the what are other people going to think of me thing. And I just want to say this real quick because I have fun with this, but People spend so much time worried about what other people are going to think about them. And here's the message I deliver to them is you're not as important as you think you are. <laughs> True. And I mean that like other people are more focused on their own lives. But here's what the magnet effect says, that when you start to put yourself out there creating videos, the only way you can attract the people you want is you are going to repel the people you don't want. Just like a magnet, one side attracts, the other repels. You have to prepare for the fact that there will be some negative people, right? There, You're going to get the, who do you think you are doing videos, right? You're going to get those people. But my message to you is this. Those are not the people that you will ever recruit, nor do you want them in your business. Those are the volunteer victims. Those are the emotional vampires. Those are the people that will suck you dry. You don't want them. So you have to prepare for that. And here's what I've learned how to do. I've learned how to focus on the people that I am making a difference in their lives, the people that I am inspiring. My, I tell people all the time, you have information inside of you right now. Your story can make a difference in someone else's life if you're just willing to share it. And every single person has dealt with the magnet effect. Look, if you're like, well, I've been doing videos and I don't have, well, then you haven't just done enough yet, right? You haven't made a big enough impact because, and, and Shalene, I'm sure you'll tell them, we, you talked about this in the Marketing Impact Academy. I learned this from you in the very beginning on your podcast, that the more of an impact that you make, the more people you're going to have that you're going to ruffle their feathers. And th those two things go hand in hand. So just be okay with it, embrace it, accept it. I take it as a badge of honor, right? It's like the block party every day on Periscope all the pigeons and the trolls and the haters. I love it because that means that I'm making a difference in the world. And it's also you tend to attract people like on a deeper level, like that really get you. And then you can like feel much more comfortable being yourself because you attract people who are a lot, lot more like you, not a polished, perfected, 
copycat version of someone else you saw who you kind of wanted to be like. Like, it's hard to maintain that because it's not authentic. It's so much easier to just be you. Bob, you've had tremendous success. You've helped a lot of other people in their network marketing organizations. The elephant in the room is, are you still in a network marketing organization? Because I know you're making a great income by helping others and serving people in network marketing organizations. How do you do that and not have it feel like a conflict of interest? Yeah, I am personally right now, I am not involved in a network marketing company. And is that because you train? Yeah, so I, I am focused now on teaching and training other, you know, the things that we talked about, you know, that... This is a story for a whole other episode, but <laughs> I went through I went through a series of events last year that were like total freak series of events. I had you know it, it was just a lot of bad stuff, but you know I said earlier life happens for you. Related to network marketing or just personal stuff? Yeah, so I I was with two companies. I had two companies basically close on me last year. It happens a lot. Yeah, it does. You know, and um and and I realized that that the odds of that happening are very slim. I have friends of mine that have been in the same company for 20 years. That wasn't what I went through. And I paid attention. And I started to see when I really threw myself into this world of branding and teaching, I started to realize that maybe there was a different plan for me, that maybe I could inspire and add value to the industry as a whole, and have my story be able to inspire people that you know, we're like me in those early days where they're like questioning, do I have what it takes? All that self-doubt's creeping in. You know, I wanted to be able to say, look, you can do it. If I did it, you can do it. So I'm focused now really on building a generic coaching and training business through my podcast and some coaching and, and creating some online courses. And, and that's kind of my mission in life now is to serve in that way. Can I tell you what a brilliant idea it was to use the term your virtual upline? Because that's the one thing that people always point to. They're like, I didn't have, I didn't have a great upline. And I'm always like, you have the internet. There's somebody out there who's sharing information, who's willing to be your, your virtual coach, your mentor. And a lot of times that information, like when you listen to podcasts, I mean, like you said, you can be on a jog and learn so much more about how to build a better business, a bigger business. So having said that, I, you know, I see a lot of really successful people in network marketing who, probably like you, wonder, should I stay in this organization? Is there something more for me? And how do I make that transition? And can I do both? And so for a while, were you able to do both? Yeah, so I did. I mean, I was doing both for a couple of months. I have good friends of mine that are, you know, they've been network marketers forever, and they've built successful online businesses, selling courses and doing trainings. And they have no desire to never not do network marketing because they love it. And what they have found is building an online brand and offering some of these other things. Because here's the thing, Shaleen, it's like, as network marketers, we're talking to people all the time. And we come across other network marketers yes, all the time. Yes, yes, And most of those people are happy in their company. They don't want to join your company. But if they watch your videos and they see value in you and they like your style, why would you not want to have something else to offer them? That's where this other piece comes in, or maybe that's not even interesting to you, but maybe you love the idea of attracting people to you, of not having to prospect anymore and using social media so that you can grow your network marketing business even faster. Mm, I love that. I know that some companies strictly prohibit that. They don't allow their distributors to 
earn any type of income outside of the network that could be somehow related to the network. In other words, if you were to offer a course on how to get people started that was marketed to anybody and some of your own distributors could be buying that, then that for some organizations is against their bylaws and then you're no longer staying in compliance. Now, some organizations that you probably know this a lot better than I do, my knowledge is just based on comments and questions inside of my marketing programs. But I think some organizations are happy to have you create your own systems and teach those systems because they know it produces top-notch distributors like yourself. So is that a generality? What is the industry standard as it comes to how companies look at you marketing outside of what you're doing as a distributor? Yeah, I think it's kind of like a company by company thing. So I think if, look, if you're in a company that prohibits you from selling courses and and coaching and stuff, then my message to you is if all you do is make some small tweaks in the way that you're using social media, you know, maybe focusing more on teaching, creating some generic content every so often, doing videos, I guarantee you, and I don't guarantee many things, but I guarantee you, you will start seeing better results in your business, right? So, but if you're in a company where maybe they're a little more flexible, in terms of what they allow their distributors to do. And there's plenty of examples on both sides. And there's not one right or wrong. But if you're in a company where they're a little bit more flexible about allowing you to build a brand, to me, Shaleen, it's just good business. Because look, as much as we think that we know where we're going to be 10 years from now, we don't. Right. So why not have the end in mind today why not build a brand around you, right? Because if you've built the brand of you, if your company goes out of business, if you don't want to be there anymore, it doesn't matter because you have built your business around you and you can take you anywhere and create success. I love that. It's true. So having said that, you do a live event, Breakthrough Academy Live. And that's in what month? So it's my first ever live event, actually. Ah. It's happening in August, and it's a three-day event. It's happening in Philadelphia, August 12th through the 14th. Very good. Um, it, it's a completely generic event, and it's I'm excited about it. By generic, because, do you mean any, that it is it geared towards network marketers? Well, it's not geared to any specific company, but the idea behind the event is I want to be able to teach network marketers how to market themselves better. I want to teach them social media strategies. I want to teach them how to create videos. We're going to talk a little bit about things like blogging and podcasting. And then if you're a network marketer and all you want to do is learn how to work smarter, not harder, and use some of these things to build your business, there's going to be content there for you. If you're a network marketer that wants to build a personal brand and monetize that brand, there's going to be content for you. And I've even got a bunch of people. I've got real estate agents. I've got salespeople. I'm going to have a good friend of mine that just wrote his first book there talking about how he got published. It's going to be like kind of a different type of an event over three days, but it's designed to give people marketing strategies of how to use online to build their business faster, get more leads and make money. Amazing. That's a fantastic concept. I love it. And congratulations to you for having the courage to you know, step from something that you're having tremendous success in and realizing there's something even bigger and broader that you can do and having the courage to do that and having such tremendous success. And I think you can tell just from those listening 
that it comes from your heart. You always win when you come from your heart. Yeah. I also want to make sure that we have a chance to answer some questions of our fellow students here in MIA. Okay, so any questions <laughs> from within our group? Shaleen, can you repeat one last, what you had said, the prospects you're reaching out to, and then you had a comment? Yeah. So I, what I said was, if you're struggling with recruiting, it's most likely because your prospects do not feel as though you have any unique value or skills to offer them. And how would they know if you're not sharing them with people? That's right. huge. So I'm going to take a few more questions here. I saw that Heather asked, how do you know when it's time to make that transition from being successful in your network marketing organization to kind of marketing your leadership and coaching and business strategies? Well, for me, it was an easy decision because I was forced into it because my company closed. Ah. So I didn't have much of a choice, but I think for a leader, and I have a lot of clients, private coaching clients of mine that are network marketing, you know, very successful. I think for me, it's recognizing that maybe there's a different way to do it. Maybe you can work smarter, right? Maybe you can take your story that you have as a leader and find a way to share it. Because that's what we are as network marketers. We're storytellers. Yeah. And the more people that hear your story, the more people you bring into your business. So online, there's no way to scale and telling your story more than being online. Mm-hmm. Another question was Facebook or Periscope? Periscope. I've done a broadcast every day on Periscope, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. in the morning since July of last year. Dang. Uh, however... I mean, my love is with Periscope. I mean, that built my brand, but I am shifting to Facebook Live. I've been broadcasting for the last hour on my page. I know Facebook is the master of everything, and so I've been doing broadcasts on both. If somebody's starting out new, I tell them to make sure you're doing Facebook videos, but Periscope's a really good way to kind of get your feet wet and to practice. And you'll get access to people on Periscope that maybe you couldn't on Facebook just because of the way that the platform is set up. Yeah. It feels so comfy there, doesn't it? It's weird. It does. I end up saying things. I'm like, did I just say that? Oh, it's just Periscope. It's fine. It's just my Periscope family. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Another question was, do you think it's important to kind of stay within a smaller niche? Like someone said, I'm a teacher and I want to teach to teachers. So should I niche my content? Well, I mean, one of the things that I learned from you in the Marketing Impact Academy was that you really, you know, it really is important for you to define what your niche, because when I started out, I remember thinking, you know, I just want to go as broad as possible because I want to attract a lot of people. But then what I learned from you is that the broader you are, the less people you attract. Yeah. So I think being niched is good, but here's the trap I see a lot of people falling into. They're so worried about what their brand is going to be that they never get started. True. So like just start creating content in all of the areas that are important to you and pay attention to what people like the most because my brand evolved over time. So I say get in motion, start creating content, and you'll figure it out as you go. Go deep. Well, Bob, it's been fantastic to have you. I just have had such a great time because we're live being able to read comments from people who really enjoyed this discussion. There were things they wanted to ask and they got their answers today. If you would like to learn more, please go to bobheilig.com and that's spelled H-E-I-L-I-G. Again, it's Bob H-E-I-L-I-G. Is that right? That's right. Yay! Bob, this is awesome. Thank you so much for being such an asset in the Marketing Impact Academy, inside the Academy and and also for all the listeners of the podcast show today. Thank you. Thank you for everything you've done, Shalene. I'm really appreciative of the opportunity. My honor. 
Bye, guys. This episode has been sponsored by CourageousConfidenceClub.com. It's a club that I've created specifically to help people who struggle with confidence and insecurities and social settings and, and just standing up for themselves, being yourself and feeling good about it. All of us could benefit from having more confidence. I'd love for you to just experience a taste of it. So please be my guest by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash confidence tips. Now, if you don't feel like writing that web address down or remembering to go there later, all you have to do is while you're listening from your phone, send me a text message. The number is 949-565-4337. And that is for U.S. residents. Then just send me the word confidence and I will send you access to this video. This video will help you to eliminate self-doubt and just feel more confident in any situation, whether it's work or personal or just your social interactions. Every one of us can benefit from having more confidence. There you'll submit your email address and I will immediately send to your inbox my latest training video where I teach you step-by-step how to feel more confident in just about any social setting. I think you'll find this incredibly useful, whether it's business or personal or just in your everyday interactions. Confidence is something that makes life easier. It helps you to raise more confident, self-efficient children. It allows us to speak our mind, to stand up for ourselves, to do the things that otherwise we are paralyzed by fear and we just allow our own thoughts to stop us. By learning how to overcome self-doubt and fear of success, you can become that confident person that others are attracted to. The person you want to be, the person you deserve to be, the person you know is inside of you. So thank you for checking out my free tools by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash confidence tips.